0: Welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road, a church with congregations in Guildford, Woking, and Aldershot in the UK. To find out more about who we are and what we're up to, please visit us online at emmausroad.com. Well, good morning to you wherever you are, in your homes, uh, having a cup of coffee, whatever you're doing, take a moment uh, to settle down And welcome to uh, this morning uh, service. And it's a huge privilege for me to be here today. Uh, Pete and Sammy have been great friends for for many, many years, as indeed have uh, Adam and Hannah uh, in this wonderful church that you've built. But, you know, it is true that they are great leaders But this church can only grow and reach the people because of you, because of your time, because of your energy, and because of your money that you put into this amazing ministry. So it's a huge privilege to be here with you this morning. I've been reading a fascinating book. It's just been published by Adam Nicholson, and it's called The Sea is Not Made of Water. Well, you may say, well, what does that mean? But amazingly what he has done is he has said that between the high tide and the low tide there is what appears to be just sand and death but actually life exists between the tides and he goes on to talk about this amazing tidal nature when he speaks about prawns and anemones and um, crabs and winkles and all the life that exists and what one thinks is between a sort of a dead space between the low tide and the high tide. And I thought to myself, Do you know, that's kind of where we are now. It's kind of what one feels that this, this sea of life is, uh, is in this middle stage And it looks as if it's barren, as if it were sand, but if you dig deeper, if you look a little closer, as he encourages us to do, you'll see an amazing amount of life. And my life verse, and many people have a verse that steers them through life, my life verse is that the Spirit gives life. And when the Spirit gives life, he gives life in every phase of life, in high tides. I've been there, and it's been so exciting to see what God is doing during this pandemic and in the low tides. It's been pretty tough. Tough, tough, and hard. And you will know that. I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. But Jesus Christ is in all the tides of life, and the Spirit of the living God is life itself. And so I want to share with you one verse that has meant an enormous amount to me during this time of pandemic. It's a verse that is both critical and crucial. It's a verse in which Jesus speaks to his disciples at a very, very painful time. Indeed, in John's Gospel, it's called the farewell discourses. Jesus is about to leave them. And they're worried they're anxious what will it be like might they be disappointed that the messiah that they'd hoped for is not actually the messiah that is going to deliver them from the romans and from the oppressive religious leaders so here's here's the verse it's in john chapter 16 verse 22 and i believe that if if you've got a smart or a bible near you write it down john 16 verse 22 it has meant an enormous amount to me and i know it will change your life i really will as we navigate this high tide low tide this middle and in between stage that i think we are in life at the moment in our country now you are having pain but I'll see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take away your joy from you. This is a very weighty verse. It will change your church. It will change your community. It will change your company. And it will change the country. But you say to me how can this be possible well i'm going to give you the summary right up front it's what i call a barbell verse you see we're going through this most painful time there's pain everywhere the last 18 months have just produced pain pain of losing loved one pain of businesses failing pains of our plans eroding plans of what we've lost pain at just seeing the dead sand between these tides that we don't know whether it's high or whether it's low and we're confused we're anxious we're disappointed and there's a gap a gap a gap between the pain that we have now and what is pain pain is is actually purpose of the future denied in the present that's what pain is i can't see it i'm frustrated and frustration is expectation denied We don't know what it's going to look like what will the world be like will i have a job will my family be secure will this new strain arrive and and hit us and i'm not confident i I'm, i'm 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 wondering in the high tide i say yes god's going to be there and in my low moments is it all lost has our society beyond repair will god restore it painful memories pain in the present is purpose postponed that's one side of the barbell there is another the other side of it says there is joy huh joy pain just think of that great verse you will have pain and your hearts will rejoice because no one will take your joy away from you that's a barbell pain joy where's the link Mm -hmm. how can you live both you'll go nuts is this a is this a schizophrenic religion that we're talking about no but it is unique it is unique to our faith that the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus Christ enables us to live with extreme pain and extreme joy why because in the middle of the barbell, the bit that connects is the piece that more than anything else has persuaded me to live each day during these tough, tough times. And I didn't have to tell you how tough it is, and you don't have to tell me. We know, it's tough at work, it's painful in our families, homeschooling, uncertainty about future, so, what is that connection? What is that piece that holds the barbell? Here it is. But, it says, you will have pain, but, says Jesus in that great verse, but. He's saying that pain isn't of its own. It doesn't just stand there, inevitable, never to change, always present, drawing us down. He says, you will have pain in this world, but I will see you again. I will see you again. Yes, he says to his disciples, I'm leaving you, but I will see you again. Do you notice It's not that we are going to see Jesus. Earlier in John's Gospel, in John chapter 7, they come to him and they say, we would like to see Jesus. But no. Now Jesus says to them, I am going, but I will see you again. I will see you again. And when you're listening to me and you sort of feel like, I'm filled with pain, I can't understand joy, just remember Jesus says I'll see you I see you in your pain I see you in your hardship I see you in your difficulty I see you in your disappointment Mm. but I also see you in your joy in the fact that we're alive that we have a vaccine that can cure people that we have goodness around us that we can see the joy of meeting people again I'm so looking forward to going to the pub and having a drink with Pete and Sammy today because I've been starved of human comfort. And do you know what? I'll see you. I'll see you again. Now there are three reactions you could have to this. You could say, I'm gonna quit. I just can't hack it. It's too much. It's just too much. The mental pressures are too high and if that's you today, I understand that. I've got to the place where I wanted to quit, just, yeah. And then I've remembered, I, I will see you, I'll see you again. And maybe it is that you say, do you know what, I don't want to quit. I'm not a quitter, I don't want to quit. I just want to go quiet. I just wanna chill out, the, the hassle is too much. I can't cope with my family, I can't cope with God, I can't cope with anything. There's a warning. The prophet Amos says, beware those who lie easy in Zion. Why does he say that? It's because you're missing so much. You may think you go quiet, but you know what? Going quiet is not going to solve the real issues of life, which is that the Spirit gives life. So what does he see? He sees you wanting to go quiet, but every time you want to quit, there is a nudge from the Spirit of God. Every time you want to go quiet, there's a nudge from the Spirit of God. So to complete the cues, you've guessed it. The third cue quest a quest is an adventure it's an excitement it's a journey i want to be on a quest what do i want to be on a quest for for a bigger life a fuller life a stronger life a life filled with the spirit a life filled with a community a life filled with the joy of the lord because he sees us in this quest he says yes i know but keep climbing keep growing keep stepping forward because it's in that moment that we are strong When we've got an objective before us, the pain, remember, was purpose denied. But now that we've got, come this morning, take take a quest, whatever it may be. It may be a short-term thing. I want to spend more time with my children. I want to see them growing up. I want to be a better steward of my finances. I want to see through the harshness that life is dealing to other people, even if it's tough for me. My quest is to help others today. Don't quit. He sees you. Don't go quiet. He sees you. Take a quest and he will replenish your strength. He will reframe the pain. And that's what we need to do to reframe the pain of our lives in the knowledge that Jesus Christ is with us. He is powerful. I am no therapist. I can't tell you how to run your life. But I can tell you this, now you are having pain, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. It is the indescribable joy, the basic strength of the Christian faith is the joy which is a permanent, continuing uh, state of our lives. That is given to us by God and by the Spirit of the living God and no one, not life Not money, not finances, not the media, not social media, not the the thoughts of others, not the attacks of others, not the praise of others, not the bigging up of others. Nothing can take away the joy that God gives us because he sees. And there is one great other character. You might remember in the Old Testament, Abraham married to Sarah. couldn't have children. They struggled for ten years. It was a dysfunctional family. Eventually, in despair, Sarah says to Abraham, "Abraham, take my my servant Hagar, and go and sleep with her," which he does. She has a child. Immense tension in the families. You know what it's like: family pain, family dislocation, rivalry, jealousy. And eventually, she forces him to push hagar out and hagar is depressed hagar is disappointed hagar is driven into the desert and in that desert place an extraordinary thing takes place god meets hagar and she says that the unborn he says that the unborn child will grow to be a nation As he says to you and me, that our unborn hopes, our unborn aspirations, our unfulfilled desires in this time between the tides. And Hagar is desperate. But the angel ministers to her in the desert, as he ministers to you and me in this desert of the pandemic between the horror that we've had and the uncertainty that we don't know coming. And then in one of those extraordinary moments, what happens is that for the only person in the whole of the Bible, the only person who gives God a name, Jew or Gentile, is Hagar, disappointed and distressed. And the name, Elroy, God sees. God sees. Now you're having pain, but I will see you again. And your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. You can't do it by yourself. You can't just make yourself believe joy. If you do, it's make believe. Unreal. But the barbell is pain and it's joy. Mm. But the link is Elroy. God sees It's not me seeking him or me seeing him. Where is God? Where is God in my life today? Where is God in my work, in my home, in my family, in my friends, in my future? Where is God? No, God sees you where you are. I will see you again. And the Spirit of God is on you wherever you are listening to this. Let us take this moment to hear the Spirit of God. Bring to him whatever it is that this morning you are vexed with worried with anxious about or that you're rejoicing with you know god is not only the one that gets us out of the difficult things hard tough he's also there to make our joy complete to fulfill us in the greatest joy we will ever have so wherever you are now can i ask you to, to take a moment of silence just put the cup of coffee down just ask the kids to be a bit quiet and let's pray Come, Holy Spirit. El Roy. I will see you. I will see you again. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for each person. Just put your hands out in front of you for the moment. Allow the Spirit of God to come and to touch you. But above all, I want to encourage you. I I really do want to encourage you. Mm -hmm. El Roy. God sees. You don't have to see him for this moment. But just say, God, I know you see. Could you say that? Mm -hmm. I know you see. Don't trust me. Take Jesus. Or Hagar in the deep distress that she had, she knew that somehow or another she didn't know how. God sees. Come Holy Spirit, come and rest on each person now. Everyone that's listening, everyone that's seeing. The sea. different kind of seeing, goes high tide and low tide. There are high points of life and low points of life. And then there is that sand that we think is dead. But in that sand, there is life. Today, let the Spirit of God show you the life that is in you and around you, even though you think it's barren or like a desert. Allow God to touch you, El Roy. he sees. And as we come to worship him, let us worship him as the God who sees. Now you are having pain, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one, no one will take your joy away from you. Let us worship this God.